0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks so much for wherever you are, whether you are catching at least this part on some social media platform like TikTok or Instagram, or you're listening to the whole thing on my podcast or YouTube, just gratitude and thank you so much. Um, I'm in the car, so proactive apologies for any background noise like, you know, cars or kiddos because I'm on the road um but I've had like three different ideas pop through my head and I really have to get them out so um to this morning I was riding and and the the thought drifted in my head about putting on our children you know like you gotta get a job you gotta get a job you gotta get a job you gotta work so you can live you gotta get a job there's there's a, this if there's only a small chance that you'll become famous you gotta go to college you gotta get a degree you gotta get a job and you know we're only doing that which we've been told and i'm like how can we do better by our children? A lot of us are in jobs right now that we don't want to do anymore that we don't want to do anymore we're in jobs that are not aligned to degrees that may have been held to things that our parents told us to do whatever the case may be some of us it's not everybody but some of us are in jobs right now and we're like how do we get out how do we escape but then turn right around look at our kids and say hey Stop being a kid right now. No, don't play with those toys. Let's see how you can go ahead and start a business now while you're a child. Because clearly starting early is the way to build up the wealth, not doing what you love not doing what you're passionate about, not living your childhood so that your imagination and your freedom and your spirit continues to run wild so that when you do become an adult and you're no longer indoctrinated in the the societal norms and you are free thinking that you can free think your way into abundance and prosperity in a way that I as your parent weren't able to do as soon as I would have liked to do it. I just, I'm driving and I'm just like, why like why I don't want my kids to have a business I don't put my kids names on the business it's not because I don't want them to have wealth they'll have the wealth regardless I want them to remain children I want the energy of childhood to remain present and accounted for while they're children hold on so I'm thinking how do we do this differently how do we do this better and i i I, in my opinion it's let them be children so many of us are trying to recapture reclaim reconnect with our inner child and trying to take the existing child away from our children take the existing child away from the children and it's one of those things where your childhood doesn't stop at 10 your childhood didn't stop at 13. Your childhood didn't stop at 18. Your childhood didn't stop at 20. 21. And that's the that's the that's the thing. That's the thing. Like you're still in school. In some capacity, you're still in school, you're still learning, you're still growing, you're still developing. You have still not even mentally fully matured. So this notion that oh, well, they're like 13, 14, they can go ahead and get a learner's permit, uh, not a learner's permit, um, a work permit and go ahead and start working now. Go ahead and start working now because, you know, your grandma worked at, at like, especially people of color, like, you don't think, do you think, you, do you honestly think your ancestors wanted that? If your ancestors who were living on plantations, slaving away, watching their children work and toil and be stressed out at a young age could see you, to, to talk to you today would they tell you put your child to work? Like let's think logically, just logically for one moment. Is that what you feel like your lineage would actually want for you, want for your children? And if your answer can't be an emphatic, resounding with 100% clarity, yes, then why are you doing it? Why are you doing this to your babies? Let them be, let them explore, let them grow. This is not to say that if your child expresses an interest in doing something, that you don't allow them to go ahead and enjoy it, but remind them that you don't have to work because you see mommy and daddy working. You have to enjoy your life so that you're always reminded that is the reality. That nine to five job is not reality that toiling away in somebody's cubicle is not reality. When you are laughing, when you are being joyful, when you are relaying, that is the experience that the Most High truly wants to have living as you. When God is experiencing life through you, God wants to experience life, not four walls in an office that you're going to end up hating. God wants to experience the fresh air. God wants to experience the laughter, the love. God wants to experience life. And if you already know that, especially if you're not doing what you're passionate about, if you are constantly chasing the coin and not just doing it for the love, then why? Then why? The coin will come. The coin will come. As you do what you love, and you're doing it as service, and you're doing it from your heart space, and you're doing it from the place of your higher self, and you're understanding that the coin is not your supply. The money is not your supply. The job is not your supply. God is your supply. And when you realize that and understand that everything will come in alignment with you with ease and actually embrace that, then you can embrace have your children embrace it everything's going to come to you baby with ease and this notion of like you know your child says well I want to be such and such a thing I want to travel the world well if, you know then you want to spout statistics well there's only a like you know one in something chance or only two percent of the people or if, so where's your faith because the last time I checked the creator didn't create statistics man did So do those things hold any sway? Well, they do, if you believe them. The statistics absolutely do hold power because there's an intention behind the number. There's an intention by putting that information out there. It is to tell tell the masses, you can't do this. That is the spell of a statistic. a, uh, A statistic is I want to program the largest possible quantity of people into believing that their chances for X, Y, and Z are minimal. Thus, of that quantity of people, a large quantity of those people won't even attempt, won't even try, won't even believe, leaving the chance for everyone else even higher because you're programming the belief that the world is not abundant. Oh my gosh, you know, I have to do such and such a thing because, you know, this is going to run out. Or, I can't possibly do this thing because I know at least five or six people doing this thing. Why should I be able to do this thing? I'm probably not going to make any money. Oh, you know, I want to go, you know, your baby says I want to be an NBA or NFL or whatever kind of athlete. Well, baby, I just want you to know, like, you can try this, but have a backup plan because... There's a chance there's the real, only a really small chance that the X number of people there's only so many people and so the chances of you getting it is not that. why operate from lack because that's what you've already taught your child lack you've already taught your child not to plan for the best case scenario and it's not it, there's a way to have your child have multiple skill sets multiple Options, multiple avenues without, excuse the language, shitting on their dream. Like you can do that without building a construct where they're now living in limiting beliefs because what the, you feel like it stops there? It doesn't stop there. They're going to worst case scenario everything. They're not going to be able to see the best case scenario because they're always going to be planning for the worst. The worst case scenario is going to be the thing they think of, the thing they give the energy, the thing they give the momentum. And that's when it comes about. See, that's why I planned for it. That's the logic. When the worst case scenario manifests because you have given it all of the tools and the, the ingredients to manifest. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, okay, well, I'm glad I did all these things to prepare for this worst-case scenario. Prepare for the best. You have to find a way of balance. You have to find a way to pl- to honor and call and attract the best-case scenario, even if you are planning for contingencies. But the, it shouldn't be, I'm going to plan for this worst-case scenario, and that's it. Like i want to go to plan for the worst case scenario because that's the only thing that I can see. I can only see the worst case scenario. So that's the only thing I'm gonna be. And that's what you're doing when you tell your children at 13, 14 years old, go ahead and get a work permit so you can start working now. So you can start working at a job, go work at McDonald's. You're gonna love it. What? And like, well it teaches them, it teaches them what? It teaches them what? What is it actually teaching them that you can't teach them at home and interact with people, how to be nice? No one taught like I didn't get a customer service job until I was well out of high school, in college. No one had to. I learned how to be nice at home. That's where I learned to be nice, and I just translated it into dealing with people outside of the home. And it was obvious because every teacher that I had as a child always told my parents, "I wish I could replicate your child." For all three of us, I wish I could replicate your children. They're so nice. They're so sweet and so kind. It didn't stop simply because I got a job. I was already that person. So if your child is already nice, sweet, and kind, and they're clearly not changing, why do you feel like they need to do customer service to learn it? They've already learned it. They've already showed you they've mastered this skill. What's another skill that you feel like they they have to get a job in order to learn this? How to count money? You can't teach your kids how to count money? You can't? You can't put money in front of them and teach them how to count money. Hmm. Learning how to use a computer? Definitely can teach that at home. I'm, I'm, I'm running through all of the things, working well with others. They go to school. Next. What is your logic for encouraging them to do the thing you don't even want to do? You don't even want to do it. There is a, a, a sound, a, a video, and it's asking a woman, what's, what is your dream career? And she gives the absolute best answer. I do not have a dream career. I do not dream of labor. Period. Period, that's the answer. I do not dream of labor. I dream of ease. And it is this notion that I can't have ease that I am reprogramming, that I'm not going to teach my children they can't have ease. I am actively attracting ease into my life because I am going to shift the trajectory of my entire lineage. And it's gonna start with my babies. It's gonna start with me. They're gonna see it. They're gonna like, oh, well, you know, we had a nice place. We had a nice house. We had, we had a happy home. We, we never wanted for anything. We never wanted food. Uh, mom was here with us. Mom got to see all of our events and everything. Mom got to do this. We saw mom sleep. We saw mom take breaks. We saw mom do all of these things. Yet we're always provided for. Yeah, mom did some things, but I always see like mom's enjoying herself. Every time I saw my mother do a reading, she was laughing. She was smiling. Every time I saw my mom read poetry, she was beaming. She was glowing. Every time I saw my mom writing a book, she was just in her flow. And she took breaks. Oh my gosh, my mom took breaks. My mom took breaks. And when my mom didn't want to work, she just didn't. When my mom didn't feel like working, she didn't. Well my mom still had a day job and she was having a really, you know, just rough start, and she just really wasn't mentally, spiritually, emotionally able to do it, give her best. she didn't try. She honored where she was at. She honored the fact that her mental, emotional and spiritual peace were more important, and she still received the coin. That is what the, I want my sons to learn. If they decide, you know what, I'm going to roam and travel the world, blessed be. Blessed be. Here is how you speak protection over yourself, how you're traveling. Go forth, children, and live. Live in the ways that I am only now wishing in my 40s that I did live. Only now am I sitting here looking back and saying, my parents never told me to get a job in college. Never, not once, never told me to get a job in college. And my mother explained that to me, that when she heard of the concept of karmic debt, that she realized she didn't want any of us to not only have karmic debt, but any kind of debt. She, they, they worked, and they did what they could do, one, to try to put us in the best position. I was just hard-headed and looking at everything probably just meant to go on the way that I went so that I could see the folly <laughs> see the folly heal it and hopefully encourage somebody else to not do that like this is the, like it's not just as simple as and people's like well you know you talk about ease it means you don't want to work and and then the thought look like, what and then, then I say again and <laughs> you're so attached to work that's okay that's your thing don't be mad at the next person who has found a way to be rich prosperous abundant happy and joyful all provided for roof over their head car in the driveway food on the table and do it without doing what looks like to you work your journey might be to work i caught me a good eleven, eleven 11 as i'm talking hey your journey might be to work. That might be what your soul wants to do. Your soul may have already lived the those lives of ease. And, and this life there is like, nah, I want to see what this other way look. Because it, it was confusing to me before. So maybe if I live it and experience it, I might understand it. I might understand it more. But you, you don't get don't judge others for saying, hey, you know what? That cubicle life is not for me. That cubicle life is not for me. I'm going to go deeper into that when I do my post-2020 um, episode. Because that's in my head, too. But I I, 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 I say all this um, to say, look at your babies. Remind yourself what it felt like to be a kid. Remind yourself of the memes that remind you that, I thought I wanted to be an adult and it's ghetto. It's not that being an adult is ghetto. It's that you disconnected so completely from what it felt like to be a kid. You don't know how to tap into that energy anymore to create the life that you actually wanted to feel as an adult. You are mimicking the construct and the stereotype of the matrix that you see other adults into when you have control over your story. You have control over your story. And I would just say... If you are feeling that way, don't take your kids' control away. Don't take their control away. Sit down for a moment and really think, feel, intend to connect with the part of you that still sits with God and say, as I'm making decisions regarding my children, am I making this decision from a place of society, a place of what I saw in my family, or a place of inner spirit guiding me? for making the decisions that are not only for my highest good, but for the highest good of the spirit of my children. What did they come into this life to experience with me? And am I moving in alignment with that experience? And if I'm not, show me how. Guide me. Move me to be in that place. Some people are like, you know, you let the kids tell you how they feel and Do some of us are walking around with all these um, depression, anxiety and everything else because we couldn't say our peace as children. I'm not one of those, but you know, like I, I listened to, like I, I can't say that because when I was a kid and it's like you're a grown up now. but also the deeper overstanding is your programming as a child is lasting. It is a work. It's work. It's not impossible. It is work to reprogram old stories and narratives that you not only are carrying from your childhood, but ancestral narratives and pet narratives from past lives that you've carried forward. That is work. But if you intend that you're going to do the work and I, you're going to really, really not continue to tell the story that was told to you over and over and over again, I encourage you to step up. I encourage you to look at your children and say, you know what? I don't want you to have that nine to five life now. I want you to have a life better. So be a kid, go play, go do some, some kid stuff, you know, eat something that you're not supposed to eat. Be be children, be children, be children, be children. And then when it's time and you want to, you have, will have developed a passion for something. And you will have figured out because I'm going to live my passion you're gonna figure out how to turn your passion into prosperity you're gonna figure it out your passion will be your prosperity all you have to do is do it walk it live it breathe it and smile and laugh joyously the whole time you're doing it that is what life is really supposed to look like that's all I want for you is bliss peace of mind peace in your heart peace in your spirit that's what I want for you that's what I want for my children and I'm confident more and more of us want that for our children so yeah this is my rant about kiddos and work and putting them to work early um I know it was a rant so if you made it this far thank you so much for listening again apologies for the background noise but my mind was like yeah we got to talk about it so I did did what I my brain was like talk about it and I talked about it so thank you so much and I, y'all have a beautiful day take care